Welcome to the Be An Athlete Podcast. I am your host, Jason Barnett, Assistant Athletic Director, Fluvanna County High School. Coming to you today with our second part of our recruiting series. Looking at it from the male athlete perspective a little bit today, here with senior Christian Lambert, football player for Fluvanna County High School. Christian, how are you today? I'm pretty good, Mr. Burnett. How are you? Doing all right. Um, and then in a little bit, we'll have uh, Chaz Barksdale-White coming in. He is going to talk to us a little bit about his, his experience as well. It's been a rough morning for me. Like I, have, like, I am struggling. Like, I had to... I had to change my. This is the first wardrobe change that I've ever had to make in order to record a podcast. So you're in you're in rarefied air there this morning, Christian. For sure, feel <laughs> special. That's right. <laughs> but we're talking today a little bit about recruiting. We um in our last episode we talked to three young ladies that were somewhere in the middle of the uh, recruiting process, somewhere at the beginning, and then somewhere right there at the end. Um, Christian, you're a senior, and you're kind of finalizing some of those things, too. And again, we're not going to ask you to reveal any secrets or where you're leaning or anything like that. Just kind of want to get an idea of how this has worked for you, how this has kind of, how this journey has kind of been for you and your family, and some things that, you know, if you're coming into this for the first time, you may not quite know some of these things, because obviously... Um, this is this is probably a first for your family too. And for sure. So, what are some of the things that I guess what made you decide that this was kind of the journey that you wanted to go on? I would say when I was about a, the end of my sophomore year, it kind of hit me that I really wanted to play football in college. Um, I knew that um, college football would kind of be the end of my journey, mm -hmm. but I am looking to become a football coach one day. So I felt like this, you know, continuing my football career in college could really help that. And, you know, I just love football. So playing more is just what I want to do. Yeah. So when you decided as a sophomore, like, did you did you have any real idea of how to go about this? Were you just kind of like, all right, let's just see what happens? Um, with your with your family, like, did, did they have any experience with this? Or were they just kind of jumping into this trying to figure it out as they go? I would say my family didn't really have any experience with this because um, neither my, my, both my parents went to college, but neither went to, to college for sports. Mm -hmm. And with me being the first child, it was kind of, you know, everybody's a new experience. It right. was a new experience for me, new experience for my parents, new experience for my brothers. But um, I think that sophomore year, I didn't really know how to go about it. Right. But I think as I got older, I kind of, figured out it I, I was always told that if you were good enough the coaches would find you right but um I think there's some truth to that mm -hmm. but I think that it also takes a lot of work on your end to be able to put yourself out there but um I think that I figured those things out at the right time and I'm thankful for how my journey is laid out so that's kind of the reason why we have you in here because because there's a lot of people that are going through this right now that don't necessarily know all right, what does this take? What are some of the things that I need to do? And if I don't have any background information or knowledge, where is it that I need to go? What were some of the where were some of the first places that you found yourself looking for information and help or just trying to figure out where to get started with all of this? I think that Twitter actually was probably one of the most useful resources that I ever got a hand on. Um, you know, just 
mostly every college coach is on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going there, you have an easy access to, you know, message them and stuff like that, whereas it's harder to find their phone number and stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, the the college websites, they have, like, coach lists and stuff, and they'll, just, they'll give you the emails and all that. So you can email the coaches off of that. But I feel like, you know, if you can get in Twitter, get on Twitter – and then get in contact with the coach by that. I think that that's a really good resource that not a lot of people take advantage of. So that's interesting that you say that because when we had the the girls on here, they spoke a lot about how their email correspondence and then building that connection from there. Um, but to hear you say that, like there are so many resources that are available that don't just have to be through email. Did you find yourself building um, – more I guess of a network that way like was there a specific coach that you spoke to first did you go straight to the head coach did you go to a position coach did you go to a recruiting coordinator kind of what 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 was the starting point I guess if you're going in through Twitter who are you looking at to talk to first so I would definitely look for in most of the coaches bios of their Twitter profile they'll say the areas that they recruit and that's really where you want to um, you know, find who's your area coach who's recruiting. And um, if you can find them, that would be the best way to uh, – the best person to contact. However, I mean, if you find a coach at a school that you're trying to get in contact with and it's, a you know, a position – your position coach, that's fine as well. I mean, if they like you, they'll put you on with the, uh, mm -hmm. with the recruiting area pro, uh, coach no. for sure. Okay. So you said something interesting there, talking about the recruiting area that you have there. So with football, it's obviously a little bit different in the sense that there there aren't really clubs, teams, or travel programs for football. Like most of what you're going to see as far as the recruiting platforms are going to be found through high school. So when you talk about a recruiting area, uh, is it mostly – you know, just the state of Virginia? Is it East Coast? Is it, you know, uh, uh, Virginia and Maryland? What are some of the things that you're noticing just from the football perspective of where people are being recruited and what areas they're being recruited from? I think it really depends on the school, to be honest. Like, you know, the, obviously the bigger the school, the more they're going to recruit. The smaller the school, the, you know, less area they're going to recruit. But you can see They'll, it also depends on how many coaches they have. I mean, they can divvy it up to this person has Central Virginia, this person's got Northern Virginia, and that person's got Southern Virginia. But, I mean, some schools you can have them recruit in Virginia, North Carolina, Maryland, New Jersey, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. I mean, the whole East Coast. And then somebody else has California and all that. I mean, it really depends on what the school is looking for. If they're looking to bring talent in from across the country, then they're going to go out and they're going to look for – kids across the country but if they think that they can fill their roster with kids on the east coast closer to the school then they're going to do that because it's just easier and so when you started these conversations and you started this interaction with these coaches what is it that because obviously you're making a decision this is kind of the first time where you know as a high school player you're you know this you're at the school that you're at and you're playing for the coach that's there um this is kind of the first time where you get to decide where it is that you want to play, who it is that you want to play for. What is it that – would you say that those recruiting coordinators and those people that were recruiting certain areas, 
did they help you make a decision as to whether you wanted to pursue that college or was it just something that was just kind of the starting point to get into, you know, bigger conversations? It was definitely the uh, recruiting coordinators and the uh, the position coaches. They all have recruiting jobs. But I think that of the coaches that I've talked to recruiting me, which aren't my position coaches, um, I think that they really helped me and uh, gave me a good idea what the school is about. And building a relationship with them is really a good thing because, I mean, they're the person that's going to come see you at the school. They're the person that's going to talk to you on the phone and all that. So that's that's really who you want to build a relationship with, and that's good to do that. And so you brought up something, too, that's definitely different about football compared to most other sports is that you do see – um, college coaches coming into specific high schools and talking to specific players. Talk about that for a little bit as far as what are some of the things that are important that you would say as far as when you're meeting with a coach? Because it's not as if, you know, you're sitting in class and then you know that, you know, Bridgewater's coming in or um, ODU is coming in or NC State or whoever. Like, it's just – a random Tuesday, and then you're asked to come in and meet with them and talk about it. What are some of the things that people that don't know about that, what are some of the things that you're usually asked, and what are some of the topics of discussion in those meetings? Um, when coaches come to the school, it, it definitely is random. I mean, you can be sitting in math class on a Tuesday <laughs> at 1237, yeah. and a coach, you know, Coach Pace knocks on the door and yeah. calls you at a class. <laughs> but when you when you're talking to the coach, I think it's important to you know uh, give them a good idea of what you are. You know you want to show them what type of person you are. You don't want to go out there and just you know look at the ground the whole time and not shake his hand or anything like that. You want to introduce yourself, let them get to know you, and then they kind of just give you you know the basics and they try to introduce you to their program at first mm -hmm. because then once you get introduced to the program they think that they can get you hooked on the program right. and then you'll keep coming back to them and start building that relationship with them. And and so you would say that just in, it's it's more general information. They're just trying to almost, for lack of a better term, trying to just size you up. <laughs> just for basically sure. see, is this kid what they say on film? Is this, you know, yeah. what size he is, as they say on the, uh, on the roster sheet? Exactly, yeah. They want to see what you look like and stuff, of course, because that's a big thing in football. You know, size is mm -hmm. huge in football. But, um, yeah, they see, your, they see your size and stuff, and they want to see, you know, how you talk to somebody, if you have respect and all that. Right. But then they just want to, you know, show you that, hey, we're looking at you, so here's the, what you need to do if you want to continue getting recruited here. Right. So when you have you been on any of these – so, like I said, they're trying to bring you in. They're trying to get you to visit. They're trying to get you to see what's happening in their school because that's where they're going to, like you said – trying to get you more involved and, and hooked, I guess. But have any, how many college visits have you been on so far? Uh, it's multiple. I would say probably six or seven, okay. I would say. What were some of the things that when you are going into these college visits, what are some of the things that you're looking for as far as what the program and what you know, the school and those types of things? Are you just going to – multiple schools to see what fits or do you have a good idea of hey this is really what I want to do and this is a school that I want to be a part of like what are some of the factors that go into helping you decide where it is that you're going to visit um I think it's all personal preference but for me 
you know, I kind of knew that I wanted to be at a smaller school coming from Fluvanna. I mean, we don't have a big high school by any means. Right. And I never really was a person that wanted to go sit in a college class with 150 people and not know the professor or anything like that. So being at a small school was really what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. at the beginning of my journey. I knew that. But um, when going to the schools and seeing them, I I only took visits to the schools that I knew that I was interested in. So I didn't go visit, you know, the JMUs, the UVAs and Mm -hmm. all that just because, you know, I just didn't think it fit my personality. But um, when you go there... I, I was really looking for, you know, the hospitality, mm-hmm. you know, talking to the coaches and stuff and seeing, you know, what the program really has to offer. Most of the uh, – the fir- when you first get on the visits, the uh, game day visits, they call it like an unofficial visit. But right. um, those really aren't all, you know, the most informational visits. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's more of a, hey, come watch us play, see what yeah. our program is really like. I mean – you know, if a program is real famous for, hey, we're going to run the ball down your throat. Yeah. Here, look, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. And they're going to show you how they run their offense and stuff. And they're going to show you around the, you know, facilities and all that. And uh, one of the actually cool things that they'll let you do is they'll go, let you go out on the field before mm-hmm. before the game and you can watch warm-ups. You go down to where your position is and you go uh, you know, watch mm-hmm. your position and see how they really do things before the game. And yeah just see you know who's there and all that kind of gives you a chance to size them up for like (laughs) so um now that you have kind of gone through this and have kind of just taken the time to like you said process of what what not really knowing anything um when you first started but building and gathering more and more information um that was kind of what we wanted to do here with some of our episodes was to talk to our athletes and that what would you say is probably in your opinion one of the more important things if you're jumping into something like this and you just don't quite know what it is that you're looking for or how to get started what would you say is probably the thing that most families should be aware of leading into this I think that most families should be aware that um it's a process it's Mm -hmm. not you know you're just gonna put your huddle on your Twitter and bam, Alabama's calling you. Right. It's, it's not like a quick process by any means. And uh, I think that you should, you know, take it slow. Even, if, you know, it's a slow process. Take mm-hmm. it even slower. There's no reason to rush, really. Um, you can you can take your time and stuff and just really see what each school has to offer. You want to you wanna see what each school is offering you. While we're here, we're going to go ahead and introduce our second guest here today, Chaz Barksdale-White. Chaz, how are you today? Uh, good, how are you? Good. I know you have a lot of things that are going on right now, and we, I, we're going to just get, pull the curtain back just a little bit. I had to have these guys come in on a Monday, the Monday after a Super Bowl. Like, gracious, like, what kind of, uh, <laughs> what kind of interviewer does that to us high school student, right? But we're glad that you're here now because we've been talking with Christian a lot about his journey with football, and last week we spoke to some of the um, some of the girls in here at Fluvanna, and with football we've talked about how it's very centered around what happens here in the high school, and whatever happens in the high school, kind of is dependent on the football program here. But yours is a little bit different because you your basketball and football, and you know f- the football recruiting part has probably come up just a little bit more recently. But you've been a basketball guy for for so long. 
what are some of the things that I guess let's just start from the beginning. Where's when did you know that this was something you wanted to do as far as coming to uh, coming to school and going to college? Like, where did that all start for you? Uh, I would say that started uh, probably once I started playing AAU. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew I wanted to go play college basketball, definitely. But then I kind of came to a realization that it was possible mm-hmm. once I um, had been playing AAU outside of school, talking to different coaches, getting feedback from them, uh, them telling me what I need to work on if I want to play at the next level. And then mm-hmm. once I got to high school, it was just more of getting film out there, still playing in the summer, uh, building a relationship with different coaches so that they know that I'm interested in their program. And I definitely say that. That's when I knew. So you you just mentioned something, and Christian talked about it earlier, talking about, you know, putting things out there and building communication and lines of, you know, communication with coaches. Did you find that you found most of your conversations built around the AAU program? Or did you st- – let's not say more. Let's just say when you have those relationships through basketball, those are going to probably be built through – them seeing you play, you you guess? Yeah. Um, with football, when how has that communication line started as far as uh, what you're trying to do? Uh, mostly it's been through my coach, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings in different coaches sometimes. I get to talk to them. Uh, then building my film so they can see it when they come here. And it's mostly like that for football. I've got my connections from him mm-hmm. and, uh, versus basketball was more of during AAU, I got to see the coaches more because it's their off season, so they're out. They're coming to different live period tournaments, and then during high school, it's just more kind of I'm sending film to them because they're still in season. Do you feel as if football benefits more from the fact that it's in the same season, or does it hurt it in the fact that they don't quite always get an opportunity to come see you play? Um, they're they're just basing what it is that they know off of film. I think that it's a positive and negative situation mm-hmm. I mean obviously during the football season the coaches got their own season that they're worrying about so you know being in contact with them you're still going to be in contact with them but th- you know they got a job to do right. and they you know working every day you know getting ready to win games and all that but um yeah with football there's no like AU or summer football or anything right. like that. especially for like linemen I'm sure there's like seven on seven tournaments that coaches go to but Personally, myself, I didn't do seven right. on seven. Um, Chaz, what about you as far as basketball and football? How would you relate those? Which one do you feel was a more positive um, interaction, being able to have them see you or being able to speak to them one-on-one on those, like you said, on those coaches' meetings where Coach Pace would bring coaches in? Uh, I feel like football definitely has its positives, but it also has its negatives. Um, having a coach come to see you, it's very hard during the football season, so it's more of they're kind of just taking a chance on you. Right. And it's not like you really get to know the coach and so you start going on visits after after season and everything. But with basketball, I just feel like it's a lot it, – I guess I could put it's a lot – I don't know, this might not sound right, but it's a lot safer. Like the coach isn't taking a gamble on you at all. I mean, they see your film, but then they watch you play. They know the type of person you are. You get more – like, you get to build a relationship with them by seeing them. They might come to two, three different tournaments because now they actually have the time. Mm-hmm. But with football, it's more of a just quick interaction. They'll take a chance on you. You'll learn more once you get there. And so it's going to basically – it's going to revolve a lot around, like, what we talked about, about sizing each other up, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get a chance to come in and 
see what Christian looks like in person and see what Chaz looks like in person and just how they speak and how they interact with each other. It's more of a personal connection when with those types of things, whereas with basketball, it may not necessarily be just based off of, like you said, a highlight film. And sit, sit. I mean, we can all create a highlight film that is looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to see my highlight film. It's filled with charges and blocks and a lot of three-point shots. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. But the point is, is that when you go into this and you're now going back and looking at kind of the journey that you've been on for both of you. And, I, Christian, we asked, we've asked you this already. So, I'm, Chaz, I'm going to kind of ask you here, what are some of the things that if you could go back and just kind of not redo, because I don't think that that's the right word, but what is some information that would be helpful to people that are starting this journey or maybe in this journey that would help them get to where it is that they want to go? I would definitely say for either sport, football, basketball, anything you're playing, um, I was a little later on the film mm-hmm. in camps, and I would say that definitely um, that definitely hurt my recruitment a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get film out there, you go to more camps and get to meet more coaches. And even people think you might go to a camp and instantly get an offer, but it's honestly just about building a connection with the coaches and just having them know your name so that later in life you have a, you might have a good game, you have 30 points in basketball or good game in football, then it's not, oh, who is that kid? We got to find out about right. him. I got to meet him. They already know your name because they've seen you before, and then it's easier for them to talk to you. So, Christian, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that, and I appreciate that, Chaz, because it kind of leads me in the direction of where I think that a lot of this has gone for myself and my family. It doesn't matter the type of communication that you build or how you build it, but as you said, would, would you agree, like, this is not just showing up to games and to camps and things like that and them just saying, oh, you're really good, here we go. Like, you have to work at this, right? For sure. Like, what is the biggest, like, the the most work that you have to put in? Is it is it making the films? Is it going to the camps? Is it, you know, the commu- like you said, reaching out and the communication to try and build that yourself? Because this is really the first time you're being asked both of you to kind of, you know, jump feet first into the real world as far as you're going to have to do this on your own at some point. Um, what is the what did you say is the most work that you have to put in as far as an athlete to trying to be recruited in college? I think that uh, all the, you know, communication and all that and all the camps, mm-hmm. that stuff, you know, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's definitely not. But I think, honestly, the hardest part is, you know, putting in the work in the off season because if you don't do that then none of the stuff really matters you can you know sit at home all off season and then go to a camp and then try to talk to the coach and he could give you his phone number or something but if you if you're not doing stuff in the off season then when it comes to the real season then you're not going to be able to produce mm-hmm. and then that phone number really doesn't mean anything yeah Chad, same question for you what has been the what would you say is the most work that you've had to put in in order to try and make yourself visible I guess, to as many coaches as possible. Uh, I agree with Christian on that. Um, uh, we're just ending, so my offseason hasn't really started yet, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of work. Um, you really can't take any breaks, mm-hmm. so I'd say probably that and just sometimes camps in general. Like I know going to camps in the past, I have to leave my house at 7 in the morning, get to a camp somewhere three hours away, and then still be there early, get there at 11, have almost an all-day camp, but you got to be locked in because 
they're at this camp, there might be 100 kids, and there's six new spots on the roster. So there's really no time for you not to shine yeah. throughout everybody else. And So I'm going to – I'm going to kind of close things out with this because I know both of you personally, and I know that not only are these gentlemen fantastic high school athletes, but they are also beyond fantastic in the classroom as well. Um, just for people that may or may not know, and I, I could totally be off on this. I have no idea. How much has your um, – your, your, your education, your transcript, how much has that been brought up through this recruiting process? Because I know for um, the, the girls that we had in here, they spoke a lot about after, it may not have been on the podcast, but before and after they talked about their, their transcripts and how important that was just for the financial aid aspect that people may not know about. How much has that been brought up in your recruitment process? Uh, I would say... It's brought up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the first question or first response they'll give you is they'll tell you how they like you as a player, but then instantly it goes to your grades. Um, and that depends on how much money they're willing to give you, mm -hmm. how much they think you might play, because if you're not reliable in the classroom to keep your grades up, then they can't rely on you on the court because you might not even be eligible. Yeah. And they won't take a chance on you, especially a school that is – willing to take a chance on you maybe a higher mm -hmm. school that doesn't know a lot about you but they're willing to take a chance if your grades aren't there then there's no way mm -hmm. Tristan what about you I think that the grades are probably like one of the most important things honestly because for sure there's some schools that if you have bad grades but you can still play they'll you know they'll find a way to get you on the team but mm -hmm. I think it just makes it so much easier for the coach and stuff when you can you know, say, hey, I, you know, I'm good in the classroom. I got, I get good grades consistently throughout the last four years of high school, and I can play football. I mean, that just makes you seem so much more attractive to a college coach. And one of the things that I'll say, too, because I'm just going to now speak as the, the parent, I guess, and that, one, how great is it to, you know, apply for a school and, and that be a school that you're interested athletically-wise and then to see the amount of money that they're they're willing to offer you just for your academics alone because they recognize all of the hard work and things that you've put in like that has to be a good feeling right yeah 100% <laughs> my question is is like it's not necessarily we're all going to walk out with division 1 scholarships and we're all going to you know be able to say that I don't have to pay for anything like in most cases you're going to have those division 3 division 2 and like you said, lower division one athletes and their job is to be present in the classroom and on the and on the courts. So congratulations to both of you for, you know, putting in the time and the energy as far as not just sports, but who you are as an overall person, because I think that that makes you recruitable as well. Right. Yes, yes. sir. So. I think we're going to probably end up here. I'm, I know that the bell's probably going to start ringing, and we'll probably get more announcements coming in through here. Um, Chaz, thank you for making it. I know you had to rush over here to make sure that you got where you needed to be. And Christian, thank you for Thanks. coming in as well. Yes, sir. Um, I think that's probably going to be doing it for us today. I really think that these two gentlemen have really promoted themselves, and their families have done a fantastic job of really trying to show who they are not just as athletes, but as young men as well. Christian, Chaz, thank you all so much. And if you had one thing, I guess, before we left, anything else that you have that would be helpful to anybody as they're going through this journey? 
Uh, I would say I would say stay consistent because it's like I said earlier, it's going to be a long journey and it's going to be hard and you're going to have to make a lot of decisions. If you just if you just stay consistent and keep going at it, I mean, you're going to reap the benefits for sure. Chaz, what about you? I would definitely say don't give up. Uh, uh, in the beginning, like Christian said, it's going to be hard. You might not get the looks you want. I'm going to be honest, you won't get the looks you want. Yeah. But if you keep on working stay consistent with your film, gameplay, everything, then it'll pay off. Somebody's going to find you, and you're going to find the school that fits you somewhere. Like you said, yes, it may 100%. not be what you thought when you were 13 or 14, <laughs> but you know, here is an 18-year-old now making decisions on your own. Like you said, you're making decisions for the next 40 years, right? Not 100%. the next four. Fellas, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You guys had a lot of uh, great information. And if you have any questions for me, don't forget, you can email me at jbarnett at apps.fluco.org. Make sure that you check out us on all of our social media websites, flyingflucos.org. That's where you're going to get all of your stuff. Winter season is closing down. Spring season is about to start up. Don't forget, you have to have your VHSL physical, all four pages filled out, and registering on our school. But I think that's going to be it for us today. Thank you to Chaz. Thank you to Christian. And don't forget, if no one has told you yet, we all have what it takes to be an athlete.